0: On today's episode of Locked On Texans, Aaron Wilson stops by to share an update on what is going on with the Houston Texans coaching search. But first.
1: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: hey welcome in ladies and gentlemen to this wednesday installment of locked on texans as always i'm your host cody davis please remember to follow me on twitter at cody davis underscore 24 once again as cody c-o-t-y d-a-v-i-s underscore 24 and ladies and gentlemen i do not have my co-host john some sports guy hickman in the studio with me today but like i mentioned i'm not going to be here alone because i'm going to be joined by aaron wilson as we get an update on what is going on with the houston texans head coaching search and whether or not they actually going to expand the list of candidates that they actually interviewed over the last two weeks but Before we get into the talk with Aaron Wilson, ladies and gentlemen, I think we got to talk about whether or not the latest coaching news in the NFL will have some type of... Effect on the Houston Texans, and for those of you guys who don't know, Sean Payton, the guy who was the head coach of the New Orleans Saints for 15 years, led that team, my city, my hometown city. I do want to add that in as well, but led the New Orleans Saints to their one and only Super Bowl win during the 2009 NFL season. Payton had decided on yesterday that he will be retiring as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Now, that leaves the NFL with a total of nine head coaching vacancies in the league. Now, with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking at this from a standpoint of how is this going to affect the Houston Texans? And I think this will have some type of effect on the Texans because prior to Sean Payton leading, leaving the New Orleans Saints, I think we can make an argument that, Given everything that's been going on with this organization over the last year and a half or so, uh, you, you might look on paper and think to yourself, well, the Texans might have the least attractive job for anybody looking for a head coaching job, but... I would like to say, given the improvements that we saw over this past year, given the fact that the Texans do have some young potential players that can actually be a little bit attractive to some of these head coaches, then you can make an argument that, what, they probably have, what, I don't know, the fifth best head coaching vacancy because i don't care what goes on i do believe the houston texans are still in a better situation than the jacksonville jaguars and yes i understand they have trevor lawrence and of course the new york giants so that, that's two teams right there i know for sure the texans job might be a little bit more attractive to a head coach but when you take a look at the 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 open vacancy now that has taken place in new orleans i think that's going to affect the texans chances of getting i'm going to come out and say it: a real head coach to come down here in the city of houston and take over as the texans head coach and what i mean by that is i take a look at a candidate like brian flores and i say to myself flores is a guy who has a lot of options and I think when you take a look at the landscape of the head coaching vacancies prior to Sean Payton stepping down, you, you got to look at it from a standpoint of, yes, the Texans were in the midst of, to get their hands on Brian Flores. And of course, it's because he already has a relationship with Nick Casario. He already has a relationship with Jack Easterby. And of course, he already has a relationship with some of the guys who nine times out of 10, like a Rex Burkhead is still gonna be on the roster. However, with the New Orleans Saints head coaching job um, opening up, now I'm looking at this from a standpoint where (laughs) maybe the Denver Broncos, but I'm looking at this from a standpoint where the New Orleans Saints might have the most attracting head coaching vacancy out there now, which means it's going to make it a lot harder for a guy like Brian Flores to come down to the city of Houston. Hell, it might even make it a little bit more challenging for the guy like for Jonathan Gannon, who as of right now, it seems like he is the Texans top candidate to take over as their new head coach. So, I know the Saints didn't make the playoffs this year, but you gotta keep in mind that they do have one of the top defenses in the NFL as of right now. They have one of the best wide receivers coming back from a really interesting and question, a, a questionable ankle injury. Of course, I'm talking about Michael Thomas, and of course, their run game, is it, it still looks good because they still have one of the best running backs in the game in Alvin Kamara, and of course, this, that is a team that has a lot of questions surrounding their quarterback situation. As you all know, Jameis Winston played half the season, hurt his knee, and it seems like he may or may not be back with their organization. But they could be another team like the Denver Broncos, which could be one quarterback away from really establishing themselves as a championship contention, and if I'm a guy like Brian Flores and I weigh my options, and if it's coming down to going to the Big Easy or or coming to H Town, yes, New, yes, Houston might be the better city, but of course you're looking at a coach that is probably want to put himself in the best situation to succeed, and of course that is going to be the New Orleans Saints. So. It's going to have some type of effect on the Texans one way or another. Like I mentioned, I think the biggest thing of all is going to affect the Texans of of hiring an established coach already in this league and taking over. And this is part of the reason why I believe we're going to see the Texans hire a first-time head coach versus a guy like Brian Flores who already has a lot of experience in this league.
1: Texan fans, we're always looking for the edge these days, and I'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't already know, Online Gambling is a website dedicated to giving bettors the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. If you're planning on placing a bet during the playoffs, make sure you head to OnlineGambling.com before you do. OnlineGambling.com gives better to the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. That includes their OG tips section where you'll find their own Super Bowl picks as well as the inside track on how to beat the odds throughout the playoffs. Make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com NFL for all of the latest gambling news, tips, and odds to give you the edge throughout the playoffs Remember, onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs.
0: Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Locked On, Texans, and as promised, we got our guy, Mr. Aaron Wilson, the new NFL insider from from Pro Football Network. Aaron, what's going on, my guy? Welcome. And and not just welcome, but congratulations on the new deal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
2: thank you very much. I'm really excited, Cody. Yeah. And um, I'm also excited to note that I will continue to cover the Texans locally, as well as um, putting some Texans content, uh, you know, when there are bigger stories about the Texans, uh, putting that on the national outlet with Pro Football Network at profootballnetwork.com and pfn.365 on Twitter. And yeah, nothing changes. I'll be here in Houston, Texas. I'll be around you guys all the time. I look forward to kind of a, keeping my hand in with the Texans and, you know, just continuing to cover the beat as well as uh, expanding a little bit. And that, that was kind of something that has always mm-hmm. been a goal. And people have told me, well, maybe you should do that. And I'd written for a few national outlets before football talk and national football post. And I've always enjoyed it. I think it's a challenge mm-hmm. to write about the other teams and to be knowledgeable about them. And I, uh, you know, I look forward to contributing to all their platforms Uh on youtube and twitch and and everything else and writing mostly uh just you know writing a lot of articles and uh we're in a busy time now because we have the hiring cycle coaching Hmm. search the general manager searches and everybody's waiting to see who's going to get the jobs and there's so many candidates so many interviews you know i think for anyone until you know you kind of get to second round and they want to talk to these guys again, that's when it gets getting serious. And mm. I think we're getting closer to that, especially for the Jacksonville Jaguars. For the Texans, you know, they've talked to less candidates than others. I think, as, as I reported before, it is more of a targeted search. Mm. And the first one they talked to was Brian Flores. Obviously, mm. Brian Flores, very good coaching candidate. You know, they talked to Heinz Ward and Joe Lombardi. Heinz Ward, a former player. That's an emphasis from the league to, you know, give – Opportunities to former players. Having an interview is an opportunity. It's also can be sometimes what if you become part of the coaching staff? Mm -hmm. And that's interesting to do that to get a perspective. Uh, I covered Heinz, one of the toughest football players, regardless of position I've ever covered. uh, Really a vicious downfield blocker. Uh, They made rules to change the crackback rules because of him. So I'm sure there's a lot that the receivers could learn about blocking and also catching the football from Heinz. But yeah, it's interesting. So, you you know, look at the job Joe Lombardi's done with Justin Herbert. And go back to Flores, the leadership, the winning, obviously, you know, he had some differences with the general manager, Chris Greer, and that's what led to his exit. And that happens sometimes in football. Uh, I would think there'd be more alignment if something was to happen with him and the Texans with Nick Casario and Jack Easterby, guys that he knows very well and has good relationships with. So, yeah, we'll see if it's going to be him. And then Uh, Very interesting and a hot candidate, really, and I think there actually is some real genuine, this isn't hype, real steam behind him is Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles defensive coordinator. Hearing He's knocked it out of the park in all of his interviews, Denver, Minnesota, Houston, a very serious candidate, checks a lot of boxes for the teams, very intelligent, a lot of knowledge of the game, very hard worker. I interviewed yesterday veteran defensive coordinator Greg Williams, Mm -hmm. And everybody remembers Greg, and Greg's pretty well known as a defensive guru. And he was with him with the Rams and the Titans when Gannon was a quality control. And he said he's one of these guys, he would anticipate the question and have the answer before you even asked it. Very Mm -hmm. smart, very hardworking. Uh, I talked to his high school basketball coach. They were talking about his poise. He was a good athlete. He got a scholarship to Louisville and then a hip injury shortened his career. I think he's interesting someone to keep an eye on in this search. And then Kevin O'Connell is someone that they had scheduled for interview. I don't know if they finished it. I think he may have wanted to focus on the Rams playoff game and perhaps they'll talk after that. There's no rush long time till they play a football game. So, you know, obviously I know everyone's accustomed from the calendar to this happening sooner in January, but the season ended later because we are now in a 17 game schedule. And that's why some of these are going to take longer and, I wouldn't be surprised if it was after the Super Bowl for some of the hires, but I think most of the hires probably are done by championship game, by, by the conclusion of that. But we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if some of the hires are being done Senior Bowl week mm-hmm. next week. Uh, I'll be going to the Senior Bowl, so I'll look forward to uh, you know seeing the college prospects at that and you know kind of just uh, keeping my Ear out on the on the rumor mill and what's happening, but yeah, that's some of the stuff that's going on with the Texans. And yeah,
0: but don't let me take up too much time. <laughs> to gets all your questions oh <laughs> uh, yeah um and and Aaron you know one of the main things I would like to ask you right off the back is you know we've seen the Texans interview Brian Flores we've seen them interview um Jonathan Gannon I think we all agree those are names that we can actually get kind of excited about you know we could kind of you know follow them and see what type of coach they could be but we saw like Hans Wars um <laughs> Josh McCown like the names where you kind of like yeah yeah like names that you kind of like scratch your your head and say wait 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 a minute you know given the fact that it's like the Texans have this broad search going on for their new head coach what are some of the um qualifications that the Texans are actually looking for in hopes of finding this new head coach right one thing you look for obviously is scheme and alignment and knowledge and a
2: plan so when you're talking to someone for an interview and the Texans included They want to know, well, how do you see our roster? How do you see yourself being able to work with this roster? How can you get us to be a winning team as fast as possible with the personnel that we have? Not knowing, of course, who's going to be on the roster. What's your system? What assistant coaches do you have commitments from that they would come with you? Who do you think you could get? Who's under contract and who's free? Who could we get to join us? Who might be able to get permission to leave their team. So you think about all of those things. Do you have any alignment? How minimal are you to keeping? Like one thing I've heard is that the defensive staff pretty much is going to be back. And a lot of the coaches are going to be back. Remember, they signed three-year contracts, and Nick Casario helped find most of these coaches for David cully who was dismissed after a four-and-thirteen season. So James Campen is really highly regarded as an offensive line coach. You would think. Pep Hamilton has turned down an interview with the Carolina Panthers. I would think he's in the plans. And he's someone that I know they think very highly of. And what he did with Davis Mills. So it's like, who's the leader? Who can be the leader and have a vision for this as you take it into the next steps? Cause really the rebuild to me, it they did the, you know, the first foundation of it. This is a pivotal year because it's really a three-year rebuilding project. I I don't think anyone sees them right now being like a contender in year two of the Nick Casario era. So it's got to be – you want this hire to be like a Mike Tomlin kind of hire. When he brought him up, I thought that was interesting. And so that might mean someone that's a little bit younger coach. So Jonathan Gannon, 39 years old. Josh McCown, 42 years old, never coached before. And, yeah, we should probably get into more about McCown because you're talking about qualities. Here's what everyone tells me about with McCown and just what I've personally heard from everyone with the Texans and players. He's very, very smart. He's very tough. He was a good football player. He was a good athlete. Uh, And I think he brings some credibility But he has not coached except being a volunteer at the high school level for his son's team you know he's obviously going to be very current because he just finished playing Uh, if he had been named the coach last year he would have been the first guy to go from active player to nfl head coach since norm van brocklin and he was a really good coach but that was in a different era that was not obviously what's happening right now what i think is better for josh and probably for the texans If you surround him with the right coordinators, then maybe it can work because I do think he has the credibility and the leadership to stand in front of the team and they grow with him. It's a bit of a risk. It's an interesting, intriguing idea. And Josh has told his family, I am all in on coaching. So he has, it's not any, like last year, he wasn't sure, he wasn't quite ready and he wanted to be around his family. He still wants to be around his family, but he's going to want to be a coach now. And I think hes he is uh, the words that all in were used to describe his approach to the coaching profession now. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, if you do go the McCown route, you have to be prepared for, you know, some that will criticize it. And, mm-hmm. you know, because of, you know, what about this guy? What about that guy? How come he jumps the line? All of those things and that's okay i don't think they're afraid of criticism i think they're what they are afraid of they don't want to fail they want they want to win they're uh, they're trying to find the right combination it's a variety there's the most proven coach is brian flores you know you can plug him in but i think brian would like some personnel say too not maybe ultimate power but you know you want to make sure that you know he's on board with it all and then when you think about you know gannon the same thing. I mean, these coaches do want to have some say you know, in terms of the staffing and, you know, who you draft and all of those things. So your visions have to align. And the most important visions are do Nick Casario's vision and the head coach's vision. Does that, does that align? But yeah, I think they've got a good group. I mean, there's no need to interview 10, 15 people if you know what you want. You know, yeah. if, if you're what you're looking for, I, I think that, you know, they I would call it a targeted search not wide-ranging the way some others have been. But I don't think that means it's not thorough or detailed. It's just if you know who you want to talk to and you already went through this a year ago, why do you need to talk to 12 to 15 people? I don't think you do. And that's okay if that's what another franchise wants to do, but I don't think the Texans have to do that.
1: Texan fans, it's me, your boy, Johnson Sports Guy Hickman, and I'm here with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. my listeners, and myself – We're earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time we fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or SCORE for college for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back. So do not pay full price at the pump anymore. Do yourself a favor. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or SCORE for college, locked on Texans listeners and family out there, it's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bill Bar in your daily plan. Bill Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but even better than the candy bar. Bill Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be very chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, and I get it, it gets boring. By week three, you may be thinking to yourself, this is just not it. Where's the chocolate? Well, got some good news for you. Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. And to top it off, most Bill Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually carries around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar and a dozen of those nasty unwanted net carbs. So why not go with a Bill Bar? And here's the best part. There's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, many, many more to select. And in fact, Bill Bar is always coming out with a new limited time flavor, so continue to check out billbar.com as often excuse me to see what's often happening new happens all the time just open your nose and follow the smell go to build.com use promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at build.com
0: welcome back in ladies and gentlemen to this latest installment of locked on texans as you guys see in here we got our guy mr aaron wilson aaron really quick before closing out today's show what is it about Jonathan Gannon that has him among some of the top candidates around the NFL as of right now? Right. I mean,
2: I know that he's very prepared for these interviews. He's the comments have been made to me. He's crushed the interview. He's knocked it out of the park. Harrison Smith, uh, the Pro Bowl safety from the Vikings, has told many people, this is the best coach I've ever had. And he's mm. played for Mike Zimmer. He's a very good coach. But he said, "This is the guy I've learned the most from, and because he's able to have that little detail, that piece of knowledge, and that, you know, tips and you know really give you that information that you need as a player to make you better."
1: Mm-hmm. That
2: that says a lot to me. Um, in talking to people that know him, you know, most of his life, he grew up um, as a friend of Brandon Staley's. There have been a lot of comparisons made to Brandon Staley as a smart analytics-driven, defensive coach that really has a good feel for the game. I know the Eagles' defense was not excellent this year. It was his first year as a coordinator. I thought he did really well with, like, say, Xavier Rhodes, getting the most out of Xavier. And Xavier's kind of at the tail end of his career, right? But he got a good season out of him as his uh, position coach. With the Eagles, I really don't feel like, because he's a very linebacker-driven system, When you don't have someone like Darius Leonard there in the linebacking core, it's hard. But I think what you're getting with him is a smart guy, someone that did have a scouting background, much like Nick Casario, and has also coached and paid a lot of dues and worked his way up. He became a student assistant at Louisville. I think it was like his sophomore year under Bobby Petrino because he had a career-ending hip injury, catastrophic hip injury. So that started him down a path of coaching early, then going with Petrino to the Atlanta Falcons, then getting all that experience. Obviously, Petrino washed out with the Falcons, but this guy kept at it and was working for the Rams, working for the Titans, working for the Vikings, then the Colts, and now the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think he's on a fast track, but he's paid a lot of dues. He's 39 years old. He's been coaching – Since I would say probably now he's had about 19, 20 years of coaching experience. He's been around great people. He's very well trained. He's worked with Frank Reich. I think everyone can agree. Frank Reich is a very good coach. This guy has the makings to be an NFL head coach. And Mm -hmm. I trust what I'm hearing the height, I'm hearing a lot of good things about him. I think he made a great presentation for the Texans. Whether that's enough to land the job or maybe what if he gets the Minnesota offer? That's not out of the realm of possibility. I think Denver will hire Dan Quinn, the uh, the Dallas Cowboys defense coordinator. I think he's their front runner still. I don't think anything has happened to change that. But they really liked Gannon and George Payton. Is the general manager of the Broncos, and he came from Minnesota, so he knows exactly what Jonathan Gannon's all about, and he's known about it for a while. So, mm-hmm. yeah, keep him in mind. He might be someone that the Texans could even face competition for, and that's part of what it is. You have to know the shot if you're involved in hiring in your in your you know if it's a good candidate. Other people are going to see the same things in him, in him that you do. I don't think there's a wrong choice. I think it's just you know obviously we don't. You know, Think Heinz Ward's getting the job or anything like that, yeah. or you know, and I don't really haven't heard like any buzz behind Joe Lombardi, although I think he did well and Joe was a good coach. But you know, thinking of Gannon, thinking of Flores, thinking of McCown, th- those are the big names in the mix, and they haven't requested yeah. Gerard Mayo. And one thing that's important to note so Gerard Mayo and Brian Flores have the same representation, I don't mean even just the same agency, but the same agent. So it's a little difficult to pitch both guys for the exact same job. Uh, And so you might notice that Gerard Mayo, he's not on the Giants list, but he's on the Raiders list. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that's something just kind of a – that's a reality, right? You know, so if I was – let's say if I was recommending you for a job, Cody, you know, and – i also had another friend if i recommend both of you then i guess my recommendation is kind of like not it, it wouldn't necessarily carry as much weight <laughs> like i'm just recommending yeah, it makes it. sense yeah so it's just common sense right um and you know for flores you know who's interviewing with the giants i think that's the job he covets the most but i think he has a good understanding mm-hmm. of the Texans. And no it wouldn't surprise me if flores went up here but to say that it's going to be this way or this or another way That would be kind of putting, uh, getting in front of this front of the skis because there is a you know a lot of moving parts and this can change
0: very quickly. So right now they're in kind of a planning mode and on next steps and you know that was actually going to be my next question where do you think the texans are with the whole brian flores situation because prior to um jonathan gannon coming out of nowhere it seems like he was at the top of almost everybody list so where are the texans right now with flores if from what you can share they have a good understanding with him they have a mm-hmm. good they had a good meeting they didn't really need to meet for very long
2: on the zoom because they know each other so well there wasn't as much you know, they yeah. been, you know when you understand things uh what's that saying um what's understood doesn't need to be explained Mm -hmm. that's where they're at yeah they they have a bond with brian flores so yeah no if they went in that direction i think that'd be a great direction because it would add a, a strong leader and someone that can win and prove that he can win even if he did have some you know injuries or deficiencies with the roster i mean remember they had lost seven in a row and then they won seven in a row and he did that with Tua. And I don't think Tua's ceilings that high, but you know, they were able to coach Tua. And guess he wanted Deshaun Watson and no, Deshaun Watson's not going to play for the Texans, you know? So that's another thing that, you know, that it's not people really love to connect the dots. Oh, I think I <laughs> know this. I like to deal in the, in the, what, not what might be. I like to deal with what I, what I think is really likely and, logically no i think deshaun watson and the texans both need a fresh start Mm -hmm. and they have their quarterback they have davis mills no he's not deshaun watson but with everything legally and you know and again i I don't want to get into the case but you know court of public opinion obviously has not you know gone very well um with the type of you know serious allegations that have been made just allegations no nothing's been proven he's never been charged with a crime at this moment or anything like that it's just a matter of I think a fresh start. That's I, I know that's what he wants, which is to be traded. That has not changed. It doesn't matter who's the coach. It's between him and the owner. And also obviously, you know, and he's not immune to this. I mean, you are on social media, you know what people are saying. That mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of a lot of criticism, a lot of people that are, you know, whatever. They they everyone has an opinion. My point being, if Flores is here, no, it does not mean Deshaun Watson's here.
0: Mm. Well, you guys heard it from one of the best men in the business, Mr. Aaron Wilson from Pro Football Network. Aaron, really quick, where can our listeners follow you at on all your social media platforms?
2: I'm on Twitter at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL. I'm on Instagram at Aaron Wilson 7128. And watch for those food pics and uh, <laughs> pictures of my wife, Shannon. <laughs> uh, and some football, too. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, the website is www.profootballnetwork.com. And I'm excited to continue to contribute locally uh, with radio and television and uh, with writing as well. So <clears throat> um, I'm not going anywhere. I'm uh, just going to keep living here in Houston, Texas. And uh, hmm. you just might see me uh, occasionally like travel a little more, maybe to some of these off-season events or maybe a, a training camp tour we'll see you know I, I might move around a little bit to do some other stories and hmm. uh, i think that's uh, so sort of the next path for me in my career and my growth and uh you know i always want to keep learning and getting better so that that's my goal and you know this year this whole past year has been an interesting year for me because it's been you know one of, of change and transition but in some ways nothing did change mm-hmm. because i just needed to cover the texans but yeah i, I have other interests and you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have some information about another team and oh, I love to share that. That's uh, that's part of the fun of it. You know, OK, well, you can get it. You can get a story on something else. Um, but, you know, I think in everything you want to be versatile. You want to, you know, be as informative as possible. So that's my goal. And, you know, I don't really get into too much like, well, this person is doing that. This person is doing this. Um, I just think you have to do your best. Um, a cliche. A lot of friends tell me. A lot of friends have said this to me: Run your own race, mm-hmm. yeah? measure your own success. Yeah, just do your best and uh, and have fun while you're doing it. You know, this is this is a kid's game, and you know it's a business too. But you know, I think um, sometimes we can all get so serious about it that you know we forget that you want it to, you want it to be fun. Mm-hmm. By awesome. the way, uh, let me give a shout out to someone. Um, I was texting with him a little bit after the game, Charles Omenohu.
0: I knew you was going
2: there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Charles, Chuck, uh, yeah, he he had a quarterback hit. He had a big game against Dallas and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so uh, good for him. He gets a trade and the Texans really did him a solid by moving Mm -hmm. him to a, a, a contender. So, yeah, then he, you know, he's in the playoffs. So yeah, that, that's a cool thing to see. Yeah. yeah I think it's interesting because, like, like, Whitney Merciless is mm-hmm. a, you know, Randall Cobb and all those guys. Cause, yeah, we follow them very closely. You get to know these guys like a Whitney. I covered Whitney for so many years. And then you see Whitney playing somewhere else. And so, yeah, it's interesting to watch that
0: awesome awesome and as always i'm your host cody davis please remember to follow me on twitter at cody davis underscore 24 once again that's cody c-o-t-y-d-a-v-i-s underscore 24 until next time ladies and gentlemen peace